If you do any kind of digital marketing, you've heard of a funnel. But if you then think, I don't know what that means and I don't know how to do it and I'm sure it's going to be hard, this is the episode for you. I invited my friend Mia Farrington to join me on the show and we talked about that. What is a funnel? Why do you need to care? Can it be simple? What are the levels that you can take it to after simple? So let's jump into today's episode of the Biz Podcast. Welcome to the Biz Podcast, where we're going to talk about running a business you love while still having the life you want. I'm Lara Wellman, and together we're going to talk about dreams, goals, and strategies, but even more importantly, mindset, boundaries, breaking the rules, and getting out of your own way. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today, Mia. Thank you for having me. I am excited to be here. Let's start out by having you tell everybody who you are and what you do. My name is Mia Elise, and I am a sales funnel strategist and creator. So I help people craft strategies to bring cold leads in, nurture them, and turn them into customers. Amazing. So I wanted to have you on the podcast because we hear about sales funnels all the time, right? If you're in the online world at all and what you should be doing, you're supposed to have a list and you're supposed to be building a funnel and you're supposed to have all the pieces And I also know from working with a lot of business owners, that idea that that's what they should be doing mostly just stresses them out. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yeah. Sales funnels. If you are building an online business of any kind, you need a sales funnel and sales funnels can range anywhere from something super simple from an opt-in to something incredibly complex, like a multi-journey sales funnel. So It really depends on what your niche is, where you are in your business, what type of funnel it is. But if you're just starting out and you don't even really know what a sales funnel is or the components of a sales funnel, they can be incredibly complicated. What I try and do is help decomplicate the sales funnel process and uh, make it super simple so people understand what's actually happening inside of the funnel itself and then how to understand the data that they're seeing from it. But yes, they can be incredibly complicated And because of that, people generally tend to avoid them. Yes, because we don't like to do things that scare us. (laughs) Right. Okay, so let's bring it back. Let's bring it to that simple level. So the idea with a funnel is that you're going to find a way to capture somebody's information and then build a relationship with them, right? Correct. Yes. So the definition of a sales funnel is that there is only one way forward. So how a sales funnel is different from say your website. Cause I hear a lot of people say, well, can't I just have a contact form on my website? And the answer is you can, but most people will not try and contact you or enter in their information or anything of that nature because there's nothing they get from it. There's no immediate get. So the sales funnel has one way forward. And the most basic sales funnel that there is, is an opt-in funnel, which is literally somebody gives you their information their email address at the bare minimum, preferably a name and an email address, in exchange for something that is going to make their lives easier or better, help them save money, help them do something faster, something of that nature. So it's ebook, it can be like an email script or whatever problem it is that you're trying to solve. It's something quick and easy. And they give you their information and you give them this free download of some kind. So that's the most basic sales funnel. It's an opt-in page, a thank you page, and a delivery email, three components. Which is what I have had several times over the years. So I've had 
some really basic ones like that. And then all that happened after is they were on my list. Yeah. So that's what I like to call the black hole of your email list. So the absolute most basic funnel, which is what a lot of people have is an opt-in funnel, which is opt-in thank you page delivery email. And then they fall into the black hole of your email list. And so that's kind of where I try and help people understand that there needs to be some sort of customer journey that you're taking them on. So when you're building out your most basic opt-in funnel, you want to think about what is your end goal? Is your end goal to sell them a program, to get them on the phone with you, to sell them a mini course? What do you want to do with them after they're on your list? And if you're not sending out regular communication, like some people do a weekly newsletter or something like that, if you're not sending out regular communication, then you should have some sort of like three to six email sequence that indoctrinates them into your world. So like an introduction into who you are, where they can find more resources from you, some sort of email that allows them to feel like they're in the right place. So you're giving them permission to be or do or feel a certain way that they like when they read it, they're like, oh yeah, I'm in the right place. This person understands me. And then any other types of like nurture emails that you might have. And chances are you probably have them because you've written them. So you can just throw them into a nurture sequence so that they're not just getting their freebie and then never hearing from you again. Right. Yeah. Because there's that thing where you don't want to email too often. I don't know if you've ever heard people say this. I hear people say this all the time. I'm like, stop saying that. It's like, (laughs) would you like to join my email list? I won't email you very often. Like, stop saying that. Right. Yeah. So would you like to join my email list? Um, Probably is one of the worst pickup lines you could ever have in the online world. No, nobody wants to join your email list. They don't want to sit and receive regular communication from you, or at least they don't think they do. So when you're asking them like a little pop-up on your website, it's like, join my newsletter list. Why? Why do people want to join your newsletter list? Are they going to get discounts? Are they going to get coupons? Are they going to get weekly meditations? Like, what is it that they get in exchange for joining your email list? But if you just have something that says, do you want to join my newsletter list? No, the answer is always no. So what are people going to get in exchange for joining your list? Right. So clearly knowing what you want to have happen. So the end goal for me, for example, is that I would get more people in my group programs Maybe that they book a call with me so I can have a conversation and figure out what it is that would make sense for them, which program would make sense. But then along that journey, a lot of the time, like I would want them to come and join my Facebook group. So is that like, that's a midpoint target, right? Like you can have multiple steps on the way. Yeah, absolutely. If you know what your end goal is, that will help you shape what your opt-in should be. So if you are a service provider, your opt-in should be geared towards people who might need your services. If you are selling a product of some kind, like essential oils, your opt-in should be geared towards people who want to buy your essential oils. So sometimes we create opt-ins and we think they're amazing, but then they're drawing in the wrong people. And so they never end up buying from you on the back end because you've brought in the wrong person. So really understanding what is your end goal. If your end goal is to sell services, don't create an opt-in where they can go and do it themselves because you're, you would be bringing in somebody that wants to DIY it, right? 
<laughs> so really understanding like what's your end goal and then how do we bring in the best people through our opt-in and then within your email nurture sequence you can have midway steps like inviting them into your facebook group so we'll use like uh, essential oils because it's super simple as an example if you are trying to sell essential oils your opt-in might be some like ebook on eco-friendly home cleaning products with essential oils. So you would be bringing in the type of person who would use essential oils, a lot of them, because they want to do home cleaning products. <laughs> so they need your product, right? A midway step would be inviting them into your Facebook group. So a Facebook group for eco-friendly moms or something like that, whatever that is. So where we share tips and tricks about being holistic and eco-friendly. So from there, you would have, you know, an email nurture sequence of some kind that's like giving them tips and tricks about essential oils and recipes and like your favorite essential oil of the month or something of that nature. Come join my Facebook group. And then somewhere in there, you would have, oh, we're having a sale on peppermint. Kill all the germs. Get peppermint. I don't actually know if peppermint kills germs, but um, it's cold and flu season. Like cure your nausea with peppermint or I don't even know. Something of that nature. <laughs> Whatever would work for that. Whatever works, yeah. That's why these lists need to exist because we don't know. Because we don't know. Somebody please send me that often. I need it. <laughs> but basically, yes, you can have steps along the way. Where do you want to take them? What journey do you want to take them on? And what do you ultimately want to do? Do you want to sell them something? Do you want somebody to uh, use your services? I had a conversation with somebody not long ago, and we just we weren't a good fit client service provider wise, but. They had a list, a very large list that they wanted to email. And when we were talking about a funnel of some kind, he just kept saying, we're not worried about selling to our list. And I was like, I just kind of sat down for a second and I'm like, I don't really understand. Why on earth would you have a list if you're not monetizing them somehow? You should not be paying for people to be on your list because you are paying. When you start to get into the beyond the MailChimp world of 2000 subscribers or whatever, you are paying for every single person monthly to be on your email list. And um, that's just how it works. So depending on the email provider you're using, you're either paying in lump sums to email them or you're paying monthly just to have them on your list. You should be monetizing your list somehow. So if you're not planning on monetizing your list in some way, why have a list at all? I'm going to get off my soapbox now about that. <laughs> I was just shocked. I'm like, what? I don't understand. So, okay. So we want to know, and then, you know, to the point of it being what you want, right? Because when I used to do social media consulting, that was back in the day where there were still lots of Facebook contests. And I'd be like, you don't want to give away an iPad because everybody wants an iPad and you don't right. want everybody. You want people who want essential oils, not just people who want iPads because they are like really into trucks and they're into <laughs> anything, right? And right, so yeah, yeah, you need to be really specific about what your people need and how you're mm -hmm. going to teach them what you do and how you can help them and take them through that specific journey. And it exactly. doesn't need to be complicated. It can be complicated. The further <laughs> into your business, you can make it more complicated. People can come yeah. and you will build that they're more complicated or even their basic funnels for you. But when you're just starting to figure out why am I doing this, it's to bring people onto your list and to make sure that they feel like those people 
joined a list and not just for one free thing and then they plan to unsubscribe, which I have done like three times in the last week. I was like, I want the thing and I immediately <laughs> turned off by everything I received and I unsubscribed and that's okay too. But you want right. to know that you're teaching people who you are and bringing them forward, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So that's a really good example or thing to bring up is that there will be a lot of people who will subscribe to your list. The whole opt-in game is not new. You know, in this online marketing and business world, most people are pretty savvy to what's happening. They're going to enter in their email address and they're going to get this free thing. And you would hope that they would want to stay on your list. And so what I recommend to all of my clients and everybody that I talk to is that you do not waste the delivery email. A lot of times the delivery email is, thank you so much for requesting this free thing. You can access your free thing here. You'll receive more communication from me shortly about X, Y, and Z. Sometimes not even that last line. Sometimes it's just like, thanks for requesting your thing. Here's your free thing. That is a throwaway email. The delivery email is literally the most opened in all of the sequence because they're getting the thing that they asked for. So they have to open it to get it, right? So why not use this delivery email to introduce yourself, a little bit about yourself, who you are, the community, welcome them in, and where they can find other resources. So they're forced, to, they're not really forced to read it, but they're more likely to read the very first email that delivers their thing than they are to read any other email. So don't waste it. Use it to introduce yourself. Try and get them into your Facebook group at that point. So try and move them into a community where they will feel welcomed and get more jazzed about who you are and all that good stuff. And then beyond that, you can start sending them more resources or you can direct them to your tripwire. So one more step in a opt-in funnel could be a tripwire. So a very low dollar amount thing that enhances the person's experience. So for instance, if you had your ebook on essential oils, your tripwire could be an essential oil sample kit for $17. They could get three essential oils or however much, you know, so that you're not losing money, but you don't typically make a ton of money off of a tripwire, but something that like introduces them into your world as a product and also feels like a really good deal. So you can bring them forward to your tripwire. Uh, that's one thing that we recommend to like pay for ad spend and all that good stuff. So the tripwire makes you a little bit of money. It helps you make more money so that you can advertise your funnel, get more people into your funnel. And is there another value in terms of you notice that people who spend that first amount are more likely to keep spending with you? Yeah. So it, it depends on if you're running paid traffic or not. If you're running paid traffic, a tripwire does a couple things. It helps to cover at least... 50% of your ad spend typically is what we see, but it also tells you what audiences are buyers versus freebie seekers. And if somebody purchases your tripwire, they are more likely to continue purchasing from you. This is where things can get a little bit more complex. And this is what I help people do is map out the customer journeys that people go on. So if you want to take your opt-in funnel to the next level and add in a tripwire, there's a special email journey that we take people on to get them to buy your tripwire. And then there's another email journey that we want to take people on if they buy your tripwire. What else do we want them to do? And so inside of your email marketing system, 
this is where it can start to get complex because you have some tags for people who just opt in and you have tags for people who buy your tripwire. And now you can tailor your message directly to the buyers. So because they've bought something before, you know they're more likely to buy something in the future. What else can we send them their way? Do we want to send them a 50% off coupon for something in your store? Do we want to invite them onto a free webinar about how to make soap with essential oils? You know, like those sorts of things so that they then are more likely to buy your bigger package. So that's the level two, right? So we, so for those who are just like, I don't even know where to start, you can just start with that simple sequence. But if you have that, or you're like, if I'm going to invest in having somebody help me, I want it to be a good one. You know that you can make it so that it fits different people at different times for different reasons to different goals. Yeah. So that's what I help people. If we want to take it to the next level, an opt-in funnel is fairly simple that you can create yourself. So that's your opt-in page, your thank you page, your delivery email, which should have information about you. And some sort of nurture sequence to bring them into whatever the next thing is that you want them to do. So that's the most basic of funnels. And that's something you can pretty much do yourself. If you want to take it to the next level, you would get somebody like me to help you create the strategy and the different journeys that people are going to go on. So if they just opt into your thing, what journey do we take them on? If they purchase your tripwire, what else can we send them? What journey do we take them on there? And so I help people map out the strategy, the tagging, the customer journey. And I, we also help with uh, building the funnel itself too. All right. So if people want to come and find you and learn about how you can help them make this happen, where can Mm -hmm. they find you? Uh, My website, miaelise.com, and uh, you'll have to drop that in the show notes. (laughs) I will, I will. Two A's and two S's. They can uh, book a call, a discovery call with me, 15 minutes to chat about all the things, and we can figure out if this is a good fit for you, what types of offers do you have, and will they make a good funnel, and all that good stuff. So visit my website, book a call with me. I would be delighted to talk to you. Awesome. So as we wrap up, what's one final thought or thing that you want people to know about funnels? So everybody needs a funnel and funnels will work for everybody, but they don't always work like right out the gate. And that's where people kind of get frustrated and they throw their hands up and say, funnels don't work for me. Everybody needs a funnel, but in this day and age with the relationship marketing that is essential, there's no more like buy from me and people will buy from you. (laughs) You need to be building relationships and every audience is different. And so every funnel, while there is a framework that you can follow, every funnel is different depending on what you sell, your message, and who you're selling to. So some people need a longer nurture sequence. Some audiences will buy right out of the gate. And so that means that you will create a funnel and it will either work right off the bat or it won't. And if it doesn't, which more than likely it probably won't work the way you want it to, that's when you have to start tweaking things, tweaking the copy on your page or tweaking the emails and really being curious about your funnel and figuring out what pieces are working and what's not working. So data, 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 data. If you're not tracking the data in your funnel, then you have no idea what's working and what's not. So chances are your funnel will not work right out the gate. You will need to do some tweaking. And if you are not tracking your data, so your conversion rates 
all the um, numbers that go along with funnels and you'll have no idea what to tweak next to make it work. No, that's great. We do need to be patient. I've seen that over the years a lot with Facebook ads, right? Somebody's boosted an ad, just boosted. They hit boost and they're like, I put $100 on it. <laughs> Facebook advertising doesn't work. And like, I get it, but like, we have to be patient. It doesn't have to be complicated, but we do need to be willing to look at things, see how it's working, make sure it's working for our business and then figure out what comes next. Yeah. And I would say until you have pushed a hundred people through your funnel, you will have not enough data to work with, right? Because if you push a hundred people through your funnel and one person buys, that's a 1% conversion rate, which is pretty typical of a core offer. So if you throw up your opt-in and you're like, I put it on my Instagram and I put it on my website and I talked about it on my Facebook and I got about 40 people to opt in, but nobody's buying, like that's not enough data. So a bare minimum, you need a hundred people to go through your funnel before you can even figure out any type of numbers whatsoever. All right. Well, I learned a lot. I hope everybody else learned a lot. Thank you for joining me today, Mia. Thank you so much. That was fun. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I hope you got a lot of value and ideas out of it. Until the next episode, come and hang out some more with me. I've got a free Facebook group that's called Building Your Next Level Biz. I share lots of trainings. I do all kinds of mini workshops in there that are all free. So check out the show notes. Come and join me there. And that will be our place to hang out between episodes. 